I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, and welcome to uh, Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries mini tale. Today we will be doing Sony Pictures Animation's Mitchell, The Mitchells versus The Machine. Let me get that one more time clear. The Mitchells versus The Machines. I loved it. It was so good. Thanks I for listening. No, it was. It was. <laughs> I basically want to scream at you to stop what you're doing and go watch this movie. It was so good. Yeah. I, I cannot. We're going to go into it, but I cannot express how much I. I don't think I've laughed that much in any animated film ever. This like, may be my favorite movie that came out, quote unquote, during the pandemic. I agreed. guess this did come out during the pandemic because it, it came 20, out a few months ago. 2021. 2021, yeah. So it this came year, out just a few months ago. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's not a Disney movie, but we're, you know, we're an animation podcast as well. And this came very highly recommended and by think, our own artist friend, uh, Carly. Oh, great. I didn't realize she recommended yes. it. Wonderful. Well, she, it, when it came out, she watched it and, uh, you know, me and her on a discord together for another podcast check out dice shame if you're into DD actual play podcasts um but she was basically just like has anyone else seen this you should see this yeah i was like i watched the trailer i remember when the trailer came out i had i didn't really look watch the trailer she recommended i watch the trailer i went oh we need to watch this. yeah and i feel like you showed me the trailer and i was excited about it and then we kind of just like pushed it aside yes uh, let's start real quick, you know, with a big, broad, general thing, then we'll do what we normally do because it's a fairly new movie. We will stay away from huge spoilers and then we'll give you a time to kind of go away and come back and do yeah, the rest. And even, good? yeah. And even when we get to spoiler territory, I still want to be cognizant of, you know, we'll mention specific things we liked, but I still don't want to like spoil the big plot points. I don't think cause it's somewhat new. Right. Well, let's talk general yeah what did you really like about oh it? oh my god i i loved everything about it but one of the things i really liked is all the attention to detail so there are so many little things that i almost want to go back and rewatch it and pause and like look in the house like the family's house all the family photos on the walls mm-hmm. all the like little signs like cows blessings or something the, it, in the uh, kitchen it was a cow and i can't remember it was a it was a catchy phrase it wasn't cow's yeah, blessings yeah, yeah. but it was something <laughs> like that blessings. and it was like bless this home and like there were a lot of details i loved the detail of each character like the dad has a very woodsy look and you find out more about his background the mom is a first grade teacher and you can see that in her look her heart earrings and you know kind of how she's dressed and how she interacts with the family she gives everyone stickers when yeah they do a good job. which i love because i always say like gold star when somebody does something <laughs> yeah. well so i like related to her in that uh you know the daughter who is the narrator of the story uh who's telling us the story she there's so many good details in her look i don't know if you noticed her shoes i think they were converse they had like heck yeah written on them yes and so i was curious did you see the hole in her jeans yes that had the yeah. eyeballs above uh-huh. it so it looked like a monster mouth yeah as it moved she also like 
she had this handwriting all over her hands. Could which you read what any of it I said? I couldn't really. It was, a lot of it was smudged or smeared, but what I loved about it is, like, I did that. You know, like, they, they very much captured each personality of these characters and you felt like they were a living breathing family like you felt like you were either pieces of the family like oh i did that or oh you know i relate to that yeah or you felt like you've met those people mm-hmm. right and the the little brother who loves dinosaurs and 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 oh, then the God. weirdo dog every, there was so much thought put into the character development put into the story put into the design well, Literally. there were parts where we had to rewind 10 seconds because you would catch something in the background. And oh, my gosh. At one point, the robots are sitting on the well, ground. Well, hold, we got to explain why there's robots in this movie. I guess we do. Yeah. Let, uh, me, let me get to something I really like. Yes. Let's get to okay. that before we go into. Um, what I noticed really early on is this movie's called Mitchell's and the Machines. And it's basically the last family standing after a robot apocalypse. Yeah. After all the other humans on Earth have been mm-hmm. captured. And basically based off of a company that is very... It's Apple. It's adjacent, Apple and Facebook yeah, it's and Apple. That. Yeah, it's they Pal keep, They keep making jokes Apple. that are like, who would have thought a corporate entity insistent on taking your personal information could have been a bad... They keep making yeah. like real mm-hmm. fourth wall breaking jokes. But it's not really... A, like It's definitely a family story. Yeah. And the robot apocalypse is so silly. They just get to it like they don't exactly. really dwell on well why do they live in a world where all this ai is very smart they just go the 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 siri is in, in charge is on your phone and it's very very smart pal. in this world yeah. yeah it's called pal and it's taking over they, they decide we're gonna you know cell phones are the cool thing now robots are gonna be the cool thing but then they take over and that's it they just get to it real quick well and but I will- they spend so much more time like delving the important part which is establishing each character in the family and their interpersonal relationships and what the drama is there and it's such a good family story mm-hmm. that when they throw this ridiculous stuff at you you just accept it and keep moving forward because you just want to know well how does this weirdo family deal with it well and what i was gonna say what what you were just saying immediately made me think of you buy into the apocalypse like you don't Mm -hmm. question it it makes sense right in this world to me it makes sense but also i'm always like super (laughs) nervous and skeptical of tech right right? and i think they just took that which i think a lot of people have that paranoia and just went yeah it's right you know Uh like they weren't introducing anything that like it wasn't a a hard concept to understand Mm -hmm. yeah but my God, those robots were hilarious. They Especially were so the two, good. the two that are malfunction kind of join the family. Yes, and they're like trying to convince them. They're like, "We are humans," and they oh like my draw gosh. faces yeah. on, and they become. So good. My name is Eric. My name is Deborah Bot Five Thousand. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm trying to think if I had something else about that, but they were so great. I mean, I will get to it as I like go through my notes a little bit, but I, uh it seemed when we turned it on. So this may be the longest. Uh, animated feature we've done like full on it i think everything else has been long because it was almost two hours Mm -hmm. and i remember we saw it (laughs) tara tara i'm gonna reveal a little of the podcast you came and you went do do you want to watch this do you want to watch this which one's shorter like it felt like you were like "Eh, let's keep it short and then this came on and it we watched we were excited for every second oh my gosh i i was in from like moment one it didn't feel long you go on this adventure with the family. I, like I said, I laughed more than I think I've laughed in any animated film I've, I've ever seen. I cried yeah. in multiple, multiple points in the story. 
how we can connect it to Disney is it has a goofy movie vibe to it. And it also follows some like beats or plot points that happen in a goofy movie. But it's a full, it's a larger family, right? Instead of just like Goofy and Max going on this road trip and having this adventure together, you have this adventure with all of the Mitchells. But it was very reminiscent of Goofy Movie. And if you enjoy Goofy Movie... I think even if you don't, but if you enjoy a goofy movie, I think hands down you'll love this movie. Well, there's the part where she, they're fighting drones and she's got a fishing pole and he flies yes. like 10 to 2, 10 to 2. Well, like, yeah, there's that. Teaching her how to do that. There's, uh, they're on a road trip in a crummy old car. Like that's a yeah, big part of the it. Yeah, the teaching stick is essentially yes. like teaching the perfect cast. The perfect cast and that comes back into play later. The perfect cast. A, a longtime goofy movie fan oh my myself. Gosh. I remembered it very Come easily. Come on, man. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it just, it gives all the feels. It really does. And I just think it's so, so good. Um, I also like how everybody, not only does every character like, like get really well created and defined, they do a good job of having everyone, like the main dynamic is between the daughter and the dad. Mm -hmm. And it's, she, they've kind of butted heads for a while. She's going off to college to film school. He's like a big outdoorsy type. He doesn't understand computers. Yeah. She does movies and film stuff and tries to show it to him. And he is worried. He's like, are you going to, you know, is this something you can make money on? Is this, he wants can, her to have a backup plan. Can you make a living? Yeah. And it's just that typical thing. But then there's like the mom and the dad have a dynamic. I think there was an interesting thing where it felt like the mom didn't really want to rock the boat in a lot at the beginning. And then she kind of develops out of that a little bit. They have mm-hmm. a dynamic where she's like the little brother is trying to help the sister talked to the dad and the mom's trying to help the little the, the dad, dad talk to the girl the mom the and the little brother have a moment that's kind of near the end that i don't want to spoil because it mm-hmm. was one of the funniest things but it's also yeah. very relatable you know everybody's got their own interpersonal mm-hmm. relationships with stuff there's a sweet moment uh where the dad's asleep in the back of the car and he's snoring and she goes and the kid the, the, the uh katie mm-hmm. the daughter says um Oh my God! Is dad something? Is dad sick? She's like, I deal with this every night. Pray yeah, because it's the it's the dad <laughs> and the dog snoring. Yes. So clearly the dog sleeps with the parents. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then when she snorts and it sounds like her dad, that's another like throwback to Goofy. Yeah. You know, and I mean it's its own movie. I don't want to say it's copying Goofy movie, but it, I don't I know think... that it necessarily is. Rather than it's, they both deal very well with similar themes yeah and those and that's themes what are gonna, so universal that yeah i was gonna say over. those themes shine through this one as well i think if you watch this and you hadn't just edited the goofy movie oh, episode agreed. you might, you might not, not make as many connections few, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and believe me it stands up on its own and i know we've said a few of the jokes here there are nine million jokes in this oh movie. my gosh there, and i wrote down a few i want to talk about once we cross over into spoiler territory but they're coming a mile a minute they're really good and i think it's just a really smart film i don't know what you felt but i felt the writing was smart i felt uh there are a million people in this movie if you want to like showcase some of the voice actors if we want to say a couple of who they are i believe let me let me look up imdb so abby jacobson from uh broad city plays the main character katie uh rick the dad is danny mcbride maya rudolph is linda uh, Michael Rianda. Oh my god, another mom named Linda. I don't think I put that together. That, that was another thing. Linda. They felt like a very competent version of Bob's Burgers. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, this is interesting. I think I just noticed this. The director was the little brother. Oh, cool. Uh, Michael Rianda. And then at the end, they show like 
directed by Michael Ronda. This is like the real Mitchells. And it's a picture of the family that dissolves into like, I guess, one of his pictures yeah. of his family growing up. Eric Andre is Mark, the uh, Mark Mark Zuckerberg uh, guy who kind of creates... The pal guy, yeah, who creates everything. A- Academy Award winner Olivia Coleman is Pal, who plays like the she's... Siri who ends up being like the main villain. She's so good. And then uh, Beck Bennett and Fred Armisen are the two robots. Beck Bennett is most of the other robots, except there's one scene where it's Conan O'Brien. Which is also really great. Uh, it- it's so... They're, they're so good. The voice talent is very, very good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, speaking of movies we just watched, I am currently, you know, this is, you know, inside baseball, but I'm currently editing the Toy Story episode. Mm-hmm. And the amount of we're talking about how early CGI and like, oh, it's cool what they could do with it, and blah, blah, blah. And like looking at that movie and then jumping to this one. Yeah. And the leaps in. You know, not only, and it doesn't, it's not like it looks real. It does in some instances, but like, like you never look at one of those characters and go, is that a real person? Not like, the characters, but like some of the inanimate objects, like the chairs in the kitchen, the fabric that are on those chairs, to me, looked real. Yes. Looked very detailed, like you could reach out and touch it, right? There were a lot of things in the film mm-hmm. that could trick your eye, right? Yes. And like her sweatshirt. When Katie's sweatshirt blows in the wind at one point, that looked very realistic. Right. As if she was actually wearing, like, a sweatshirt that, like, I own, you know? But there's a lot of stuff that's very cartoony. In fact, I I don't know that all this... So, she's a YouTube creator, a YouTube content creator. Mm -hmm. And, boy, that sounds super like, she's a YouTube content... Like, I, I don't want this to feel... Because whereas this movie feels like it kind of has a place in time, it also feels timeless in a lot of ways. Yeah, I don't know that I'd even call her that. I think she's just a creative kid who's exploring and experimenting with film. Like, that's what she wants to do. And she's about to go off to college. You know, she applies for a program. uh, And so, you know, we kind of follow her on that. She's not just creating content to create content. She's exploring her art but the reason i'm getting there is because that that art style of her like imagination because we're almost seeing this movie is almost a youtube so like they'll pause and she'll put filters over people's Mm -hmm. faces or she'll do this kind of like 2d art around it slow-mo stuff yeah and so it comes into the film where there's a lot of what looks like 2d art like sprites and stuff happening yeah like doodles on a notebook all the uh ui on the robots faces and stuff and even pal i think is you know is probably kind of 2D animated in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It's probably still using computers, obviously. But there's a lot of that meshed into this seamlessly. There's even, like, they do a lot of live footage. Like, they have... Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll look at YouTube videos, and it's just live-action people. Yeah. And it... I don't... It didn't really... I. It was funny when I first saw it, because they showed a couple times at the beginning. I'm like, well, that's weird. And then it just doesn't... It didn't take me out yeah, of it yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. I think it was appropriately used. And again, going back to attention to detail... The mom, Linda, there's like little wisps of gray hair in her hair. There's just so many yeah. little things like that that I really appreciate it. I really liked like the way the mom and the dad looked. Like the mom had like some uh, Helen Parr, Mrs. Incredible mom hips. Mm-hmm. And then the dad was clearly like, 
he had just a huge upper torso, but still had the same skinny legs he did. When, yeah. Because they'll and cut like to no like, butt, like yeah. just like a tiny waist, no butt, so like skinny legs. They'll cut to there's a lot of like looking back at old family videos, mm-hmm. and his character like was a little slimmer then, and then but like, still a, a similar yes. shape, just yeah, not yeah, yeah. as round as yeah. I had a football coach in uh, eighth grade. You won't believe this, but his name was Coach Strong, um, <laughs> and he was just just that just like was a man who i think spent too much time on arm day mm-hmm. like was just huge built but had very yeah. very tiny legs and Got that's it. kind of what he looked like in this not like an insulting way i don't know why coach coach strong would be listening to this podcast but in case he does <laughs> by the way coach strong you're a great coach and i really appreciate you putting me in uh in eighth Thanks, grade. Coach. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> but yeah he was he was like that where he was like this huge broad-shouldered man but he had like very tiny legs yeah. um and yeah that's what he looks like and you know, it's just, I can't get over how much, I thought that we were going to enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed it immensely. immensely yeah. So, I, do you know anything else you want to talk about before you want to go into kind of more spoiler no, territory? No, we can go into more spoily territory. Well, so yeah, so guys, if you are thinking about watching this and you don't want to hear any more spoilers, run, don't walk to your television uh it's on netflix if you don't have netflix borrow someone's account i don't know can i say that will netflix come after me but i mean i don't know how to watch it scrub this audio (laughs) find a way to watch it it is it is worth it it's even worth it to just i truly think how much is netflix now this this whole movie is about how much we're being monitored by technology and i was just like (laughs) don't worry say what you want yeah no Um, how much is netflix a month now 10 bucks a month I don't get a free month. That's what I'm like, saying. Like whatever. it's worth it to just sign up, do the free month or sign up, pay a month, watch it, cancel Netflix. Like it is worth it for that. That's an interesting thing. I was thinking about this today and this is kind of off topic, but like Ted Lasso is a show on Apple TV only. And I'm like, I would like to watch Ted Lasso, but I don't want to have to buy a whole another subscription. I mean, like service. I would almost, when I was in college there were, if you wanted to watch a TV show before subscription services, you had to buy DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah. And now it's just like, no, buy a whole service. And I'm like, I just want to watch this one show. I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I wish Netflix released more stuff than stranger things on, on DVD and Blu-ray, but because oh, this would be I didn't it. know that that was on DVD and Blu-ray. Well, because it's like the most popular thing they have. But that's about it. No, but I think this this one would. I think they'd make money if they released this one. I will not a be shocked. Copy. I will not be shocked if this gets on Best Picture. Oh, I hope Best uh, animated. animated. I hope it does. Absolutely. I really hope it does. Um. So yeah, guys, check that out. And if you uh want to hear more about this with some spoilers, just wait till after. The fairy wind chimes. Okay, we're back. <laughs> uh, it was, I, again, I can't rave enough. Obviously, my notes are kind of in chronological order, but I didn't take a ton of notes on the plot, but I kind of just wanted to go over there more things I really liked, mm-hmm. and then we can kind of talk that way. I have one thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Furby. Oh, I have it in my notes. Can we can we get to it? Yeah. Okay, yes. We will not forget about okay. Furby. It's amazing. Uh, so it just, when it starts, you know you're in for a good time. It starts with this really fun and upbeat music, and the whole Columbia logo then gets animated and like that 2D yeah, notebook drawings. Yeah, those little drawings sprites and like and, and, and things drawn over it. The doodles that yeah, doodles. like come thank throughout. You, thank you. Uh, so that's right in it from moment one. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool and really creative. Uh, you know, it's the machine apocalypse. We mentioned that. And I just, re- Oh yeah, I forgot. They do the machine apocalypse and then it's like, 
kind of that that Spider-Man like you might be wondering how I got yeah, here. Yeah, and, and go that's back. that's yeah. what I wrote. Fun narration from the daughter and fun pauses. She does a lot of pauses where we see parts of the film that we then see later on because mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. brings us back to like where that they're point. currently at. And oh, so weird and great. Dial B for Burger. Can we just talk about some of her like short films? Oh, the, right. the one that was like the burger with the googly eyes, and then the and dog the eats dog, it, it turns like... into like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we see, we see from a young age that she's super creative. She's really into making films because she was pretty young when she made that. Mm -hmm. And then the whole class like didn't get her and Katie's whole, uh, kind of, I don't want to say struggle, but her, she's searching to find like-minded people. And she realizes when she applies to film school and connects with everybody on social media before she's going to school, she realizes, oh, I found my people. My my people are also interested in the same things as me. They've watched my movies on YouTube. They just don't exist here. Yes. Like, I have to go there. And spoiler, I guess I don't have to say that because we've already said that. But, you know, it makes her family, you know, it makes her family kind of upset that she doesn't think that they're her people and in the end they are her yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. so that that's one of the themes there's several of those right. kinds of themes throughout it have we ever talked about the movies i used to make in high school and middle school yeah i think okay. so we i could, don't know that we talked about it on the podcast but we you and i have talked about I did, it the one i remember the most is we could do one for history class so we did a, he was like here are all the things you do and one was a movie and i was like let's do a movie mm-hmm. and it was my friend fell asleep in front of the television and then kept getting like it's supposed to be like Bill and Ted where they went into a, a phone booth, but he kept getting sucked through a giant yeah. vacuum. And all we did was just put the vacuum hose like closer to the screen. And then like there was one where we did the whole bit about how in Shakespeare times men were the were playing the women's roles. Mm-hmm. So we had my friend in like a pink dress with a w- princess cap. And that's when we learned that it was very easy if you left the curtains open that our neighbor behind us could look like <laughs> over because they're on a hill. So they could look like over the fence into because he was like, why was there some girl, some boy dressed up like a girl oh, in your? <laughs> he was great. Mr. Davis was great. Mr. Davis used to make me apple butter and he used to fix our lawnmower. He was a wonderful man and he never <laughs> wore a shirt. As far as I could tell. And he had a body just like Rick. There now you that go. I think about it. A body it was like imagine dad. Rick, but with like that like I haven't worn sunscreen my whole mm-hmm. life. Oh, yeah. He was great. Anyway, that's that whole story. So yeah. I, we, I kind of related to that's this character fun. in a lot of ways. I we made a movie that I still you I haven't allowed you to see, but we have a copy of yeah, it. The, the classics. Uh, the classics. I know uh, the classics. Jeremy and I and his sister and a family friend of ours, uh, all made yeah let's let's back that up because you did start this goes i've made a movie that i haven't allowed you to see and let's just make it perfectly clear that it's a a fine movie to watch oh yeah no it's a great i'm sorry we were also actual children we were like not in high school we were not even in middle school we were young like we were elementary school age making this movie right so it's yeah i've not revisited it in a while but that would probably be a similar thing of like mm-hmm. this creativeness and we tr- we did other mo- I think we did other type movie type stuff in high school as well uh the group of friends of ours but it's just I think with each character I think you can identify with some aspect of yeah. them I think no matter what your age is obviously if you're younger you might not identify with the parents as much but I saw parts of myself and the parents as well you know we don't have kids but i I still connect it with the parents in different ways as well as the kids um 
Let's talk about the little brother for a second. The little brother is great. Aaron, I think his name was. Yeah, he's really great. He starts out the movie and was just like, it shows him with a, a phone book in his, his lap and he's on the phone. He goes, hello, would you like to talk to about dinosaurs with me? No. Okay. Hangs up, crosses out a name for the phone book and like. The whole page is has crossed been crossed off. out. He's like on yeah, K or something. And him and his sister have a great dynamic where uh, they've got like their own little secret—not secret language, but they have like a secret little dinosaur kind of handshake. It's and a raptor claw. Yeah, handshake. and they're both like two raptors, and he has this really sweet moment at the beginning. He's he's very concerned about her leaving because yeah. I think he's the same boat. He's like, I don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, you'll find someone else. Maybe a lady raptor. And he's like, oh, no, no. And he freaks out. Yeah. He's like 12 or something. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that shows like that Katie does have the like she cares about people. She's not careless. She's not. Oh, no, heart. I think she cares. I think her and, and her dad are going through some stuff. Yeah, I think they're butting heads as I think you do as a teenager with at least one of your parental figures i'll mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. so you know for whoever raised you i think you always have one that you might butt heads with more than the other right right and i think looking at it through the dad's lens looks good too because it feels like he's screwing up but he's he's coming at it from a good place yeah they keep cutting to him and he's like i just want to take care of her i want to protect yeah. her. yeah well and blah. the other thing is too is there's a moment too where Katie realizes, you know, he might not always get it right, but he's always trying. He's showing yes. up. And I think that that's a really important mm-hmm. kind of message throughout, too. They decide There's... to go on a road trip. Like, he breaks her computer on accident. And his idea of, like, fixing how she's mad yeah. at him is like, we'll go on a... It's, ex- it's exactly like Goofy movies. Like, a road trip? Like, they're yeah. going to go on a road trip. He's, he cancels... But she's miss. Oh, go ahead. She's missing orientation. Yeah, she's missing the whole orientation week, which I would have been like in a panic and like yeah, crazy yeah, yeah, anxiety yeah, yeah. to be like, you know, I don't want to get there after everybody else knows each other. And I feel like in a film school environment, I mean, I went to an arts, I went to a conservatory, but I went to an arts school. <laughs> Tara is incapable of saying the word conservatory, conservatory. without putting her nose up in the uh, air. <laughs> like, but, ironically. Yes. But, um, you know, and... I, we went to a conservatory, but it was a bigger university as well. Still a very small school, but we were also a university. You bougie. We get it. <laughs> but what I'm saying is a lot of people that I met during that orientation week, we're still connected in some yeah, way. Yeah. Didn't Whether you meet Tommy from I met, Aladdin? Oh, yeah. Tommy from Aladdin. I think we talk about it in that episode. We met on the first day. It was like some mixer. She talks about missing a mixer. It was it, like a luau guys, or something. We just like that's said. That's pretty cool. We just said, hey, I don't think we like. like we hey, want to be other. friends for decades? Well, no. And it was Tommy's, <laughs> Tommy's other friend, Tommy's roommate, who also became a very good friend of mine. Is it Mark? Yeah. They, we, we lived in the same dorm, Funkhouse. So uh, they lived upstairs uh, for me and we met and then we didn't connect till like spring semester. So we met Mm. that first day and then I didn't really see them at all in the fall. And in the spring, I kind of got connected with that group. And that's still the group that Mm -hmm. a very core group uh, that we have from college. So I do think important friendships and relationships are made sometimes in that orientation week, whether your fast friends from moment one or they're people you meet and then you connect with them later on can i ask you a very serious question sure did you ever make a slip and slide in the hall like they in the movie no i kind of wish we did we had a quad we had somebody do it once it wasn't our hall but we ran up and did it no we had a quad with like a hill so i'm sure people did it 
outdoors and my freshman year there was a hurricane that came through and so like it there was wow. like crazy flooding and stuff and yeah. so I think we did something with that we also made a giant when it snowed one year like a giant like eight foot nine foot tall snowman in the quad we with a bunch of people me and Phil you know Phil but some of you might know Phil um, my roommate and a bunch of other uh, uh <laughs> we took a bunch of cardboard boxes and we put them on these stairs so that we could, and then we had another piece of cardboard. We like throw it down, and we'd run, and we'd like, yeah. like we had bruises because we would just fall, bam, 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 uh-huh. and it wasn't enough because like the stairs were kind of covered with the cardboard, yeah. but man, it hurt. We also did something one time where we pledged up. We had a big uh, frat table that we all sat at for meetings, and it was like you know fifteen feet long or something mm-hmm. like that. And we pledged it all up, and we would just run from the kitchen <laughs> and slide on it like penguins, like wee. Yeah. And then this dude came in like with some girls, clearly to be like. Hey, this is a frat house, blah, blah, blah. And you just see, like, me on the on my belly on the table, like, wee! <laughs> and he's like, oh, you guys are the worst. <laughs> We're like, we don't care, this is fun. Uh, I don't know how to segue back to the movie after <laughs> Let, that. But do you want to talk I a little bit more about, about... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I wanted to talk about their road trip, too. So we start to see moments in their road trip, like them stopping at different places. Mm. And there's a whole bit of this montage of tricking the dad to kiss the dog. Yes. I love that whole bit. That, like, I was dying laughing from that. Their dog, like, is cross-eyed and can never look straight. Wall-eyed, Wall-eyed, and that comes into play later. But they keep trying to teach him to look. Yeah. He can't can't do do it. it. He's such a great, weird dog. Uh, Can we talk a little bit about the actual apocalypse for a bit? Because I feel like, and that makes sense for this movie that we're really focused on the family. Because the apocalypse is just set dressing to this family story. Yeah. But, like... The design of those robots is so good because yes. it looks like sleek, like Apple, and they've uh-huh. got this kind of flat face that you just draw a face. Yeah, on. They, the, like a face appears on it. The design is really good of the robots. I love the design of Pal, even though I mean the evil, evil Siri, evil Siri. <laughs> she, it's a very simple design, but it's I, it's, it's just very, a face em- on a but phone. it's very emotive, yeah, even yeah. though it's just a couple of lines. And we really died laughing at the bit where she oh, kind of God. explains her why she's so vengeful and why she wants this revenge on, like, Pal, the company, and the, the guy, Mark, who made them. It's like, let me do to you what you do to yeah. me. And then a robot, she's like, poke, poke, poke swipe, 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 poke, large, long. And then she, like, takes, like, food and yeah, she rubs it like, on his face. Yeah, she's like, and you never washed your hands. Now, now, dr- now throw him in, the, in toilet. the toilet. It's so, so good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the design of the robots were very, very cool. There's like an upgraded robot that shows up later that is like super sci-fi. And even more sleek design than the other ones. And but I think the other ones are sleek too. When it moves, it like... Almost moves like a spider, well, but it, not... Kind of, but it's more like it dissolves into nanobots and then forms mm, into the next yes, shape. Yes, yes, yes. Like it keeps yeah. like breaking apart and coming back mm-hmm. together and it's very cool. It is very cool. Again, it's just so funny listening to, like I said, me and Leanne and you talk about like, oh, they could do this and oh, there's all these little things to do. And you see, like, I don't want to go back in time to 1995 and be like, this is what you will make. Uh One day this will happen because of Pixar. But we also talk about, we mentioned this earlier, the robot, the two robots who join the family eric and deborah bot yes, 5000 who try to act human that whole like that's even just good i will probably just watch that on youtube yes. just to make me laugh like that just clip is hilarious 
uh, of them doing that. It's so, so good. <laughs> when he eats the orange, he goes, look, I eat <laughs> yes. human for food in the normal way. And he just puts an orange up against his and face and smashes it. And, it he... and then goes, yum, yum, good. Yum, yum, good. <laughs> There's another... Like the delivery from... Uh, Beck Bennett. Is oh gosh, amazing. his delivery is so good. There's a part way later where they dress up as the robots to disguise to kind of get in um, to try to stop them. Yeah. And the dad is going beep bloop bleep bloop bleep bloop. Bleep blorp, I'm a robot. Yeah, and he's that's a really hurtful stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I just want to educate you. <laughs> so good. All right, so going back a little bit, Furby. So oh my they, god! The first if, plan, if if you hear the term Furby and you want to just stop now, watch the movie. If that's yeah, funny to you, if, if that's what you need it, and if you grew up of the age when Furbies were like the craze, they were like the the gift of that if you Christmas. Grew up when did when did you? What, how old were you when they came around? I feel like I was young. I think I was in college. <laughs> oh no! I don't no. think I was in high school. This is was I in high school when they came out? No. Well, anyway, Hold so... Hold on, no, I'm looking it up. Okay, we okay, can okay. just pause. 1998. Yeah, I was in, like, middle school. You were okay, not so in I college. Was, I was late high school, though. Yeah, but you were not in college. I oh think my someone God. in college... Look at this in... horrifying picture that we're going to have to post of Furbies. Yeah, people do stuff like that all the time. Now. That's Toy the, Story. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a Furby with, like, can arms and legs. All right, I'm going to take a picture of it, and then it's going to horrify me on my phone until this comes out, and I'll post it. <laughs> Um, there was someone in, in my freshman year, that's probably why I think of it, who had one that he took, oh. he took all the skin off. So it was just like oh, the no. eyes and mouth of them moving. No, but, no, no. Now it was cool to look at if you like got up close and look at it, but just if you walked into a room and it was on a shelf staring yeah. at it, it was like, Furby. No. Be like, ah! But that's what I mean. Like there, there may be people who are much younger listening to this where maybe they didn't, they weren't aware of the Furby craze. I right? feel like, it, cause the whole bit is. They go to a mall and everything with a chip attacks them. And it's mostly like smart fridges and stuff and like that. And washers and dryers and toasters and blenders There's and a bit like with that. a bunch of Roombas go to attack and then they fall they down fall the escalator. They fall down the escalator. That was really funny. Um, but they go hide out in a toy store and they turn a toy store and they turn around. It's like, Furby is back. Yeah. Did Furby now with come a chip, back? I think it did. I, I, I mean, I thought if you there was me one a moment, for a while. I feel like well, Furby did come back. I think they did one for a while that had those it eyes. Did. 2000. Okay, it came back so, in there. Oh, wait. Well, 2000. That's <laughs> that's not that, so that was two far, years wait. later. Oh, what? no, 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 no. Con- continual sales till 2000s. That was the first release. Okay. Uh, but then I'll keep looking. You talk. I just, so they go in and it does that and they're, they're kind of again attacked by Furbies and they do such a good job of having Furbies do the real voice. What's up? Over 40 million Furbies were sold during the three years of its original production, with 1.8 million sold in 1998 and 14 million in 1999. Its speaking capabilities were translated into 24 languages. What did it do other than just sit there and go, meow, 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 every once in a while? I feel like you kind of took care of it like a Tamagotchi a little bit, maybe? Not as well. I don't remember. I'll be honest. We're obviously, we, I, maybe I had one. I'm trying to remember if I had one or not. But in this one, they show up and they just kind of do their same little memer noise. But, but then they they're subtitled, it. and it's yeah. like it's like behold the twilight of man, yeah. and like the dark harvest shall begin. <laughs> like they're very dark and weird. Okay, so the updated Emoto Tronic Furby, which sounds like it could have well, just come I think out they of have this ones movie. That have like, 
electronic eyes, so That's, the eyes yeah. move around and stuff. With voice recognition yes. and more complex facial movements was sold by Hasbro between 2005 and 2007. So they did come back out. Okay. And then another updated Furby with LCD eyes. That's the one I'm thinking And of. a mobile app was released for the holiday season in 2012. I now kind so of want to go down nine years away from when this movie released. Yeah. So I like that they were like, let's just bring back Furby. Yeah. For fun. I kind of want to go down a Furby rabbit hole and like really a Furby read, hole. Yeah. Read the history of it. But anyway, all these mini Furbies attack and then all of a sudden they're like, is it the mother? <laughs> wake the elder. Yes. Wake the elder. That's what it is. And it's this huge. It's like world's largest Furby. Horrifying giant Furby. It's basically my nightmares. It's all these <laughs> little Furbies, this giant Furby and the the dialogue between the dialogue of the Furbies is so funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All I know we talked about it, but it's hilarious. It's Tara was cackling during this whole oh movie. Oh my gosh. Like, I was cry laughing, laughing yeah. at parts. I it was actually crying. It gets very emotional and heartfelt near the in a lot of spots at the end that doesn't feel sappy or unearned. Like, yeah. it's very good. Like the, when they do the video montage when Katie realizes she's filming over so she's trying to film and document this whole apocalypse and you know she'll make her dad say she's like no 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 you have to say it like this because in her brain she's got she's oh seen he it goes from a director goes, this is gonna be hard she would say this and goes the end game begins it, yes. <laughs> like, so she's doing all of that to put together this movie and then she realizes when it's just her and her brother later on uh they're watching and they're like she's like oh no have i been filming over this and they're watching all of this family montage i cried at that seeing those memories and i was wondering if that was going to come back where at the end she doesn't make the movie of the apocalypse she makes a movie of like all the family memories and they didn't do anything with that which is fine Well, i think you need to document this robot apocalypse like no offense i think it's important to them but but do you know what i'm saying like i thought maybe there'd be something in there but i think it's fine that there wasn't i also cry laughed during the live your life when it's her and her dad on the robots and they're like yeah well doing... that's yeah that's like a big it's a song they sung when they were younger and then they yeah bond over it later mm-hmm. and so that was really good the mom rage i when... don't see i don't want to give up any of this stuff oh. i feel like this is so funny okay well then you can cut this part out no i think mom mom rage we'll keep it at mom yeah rage. but it's that so part good. is amazing yes. yeah i don't necessarily want to go into it more yeah, than yeah, that yeah. uh but it's so, so good. Oh, it felt very Independence Day when the tech falls <laughs> well, to me. Yes. I love that they're capturing all the humans and they're going to just launch them into space. Oh, my gosh. And, and then, then they're like, she's like. <laughs> Conan O'Brien is giving the thing where he's like, your destiny, you will notice that there are no exits. <laughs> like It's like, and you will just go on forever. To the dark void of space. But there, but is, there is free Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. And everyone's like, oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I like that it did a good job of being like uh, the the themes of like dependence on tech is the Mm -hmm. issue, not necessarily tech itself. Well, because even the dad at one point was like, well, you created the tech that created that gave my daughter this opportunity to make these movies. So it can't be all bad. Yeah. Right. And then I did like the part where uh, um, I forgot exactly what she said, but it was basically pal was like, you blame me. You're the ones who don't talk to your family. Like, yeah. it was like 90% of mom calls are ignored. Like, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was just very smart. It reminded me a lot story-wise. Like, when we went to go see the Lego movie, mm-hmm. and at the first, like, 20... Mitchell versus Machine isn't like this. 
But the first 20 minutes of the Lego movie, Lego movie we'll do someday, is like, I was like, this is fine. Like, it's okay. And then there's like a switch mm-hmm. and it gets very clever and very smart. And this whole movie felt like that. I was going to say for a moment, one, this yes. movie felt clever, felt smart. I think it's very poignant. A it, lot of the themes. It felt smart. It felt fresh. But I do feel like it's a movie we could watch 10 years from now. And it'll still feel Oh, and I'll relevant. still laugh just yeah, as yeah, hard yeah. at all of the jokes. I think there were so yum, many. Yum, yum, good. I don't know why. Yum, yum, there good. There were so, so many good jokes in it. Also, uh, this is another kind of plot. I don't know if it's a plot point, but it's a thing that reoccurs throughout. But the how a moose says, I love you. I was sobbing when they were like at the end with that. And it's I'll just leave it at joke, that. But then they turn it into something. But they very, turn it into something yes. so beautiful. Uh, and that's really the last thing I have. The only other thing I wanted to say is make sure you watch the credits because you get to see all the voice actors as kids. They all have pictures of themselves as kids and like little arrows pointing to who's who as well as the, the real family. I will say one more thing for me is if you watch it and watch it twice, Maybe on the second walk through, second watch, just watch Eric and Deborah Bot Five Thousand. Yes, and because look we for, kept finding them doing funny stuff in the background. Look for when they're playing patty cake. I'll just say yes. That. There's this big important <laughs> scene, and just in the background, Tara's like, "They're playing patty cake." I made Ryan go back and watch it because I was yes. like, "Oh my gosh, they're playing patty cake!" But I definitely want to watch it again. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think there's a lot that we probably missed. Yes. That I'd love to, you know, or to pause and, like I said, and read. We paused and read the bumper stickers on the car, but I'd love to go back in the beginning and pause in the house. There's so much detail right, in their right, home. Right, right. So. But yeah, guys, uh, hopefully you check it out and hopefully you enjoy it as much as we did. The Mitchells versus the Machines on Netflix now. And uh, thanks for listening. Go stream it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is to at TRP Diaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after.